You're listening to the Master Photography Podcast. Welcome into the Master Photography Roundtable, part of the Master Photography Podcast Network. You are joined by thousands of photographers listening to this show who are all on the same journey to master their photography. I'm Jeff Harmon, host for this episode. I'm going to talk about a new feature called Raw Defaults that Adobe added to Lightroom Classic in version 9.2 that they released in February 2020. That's a whole lot of numbers, but it's a really cool feature that I want to be able to go through. And I, I think I'm betting a bunch of you don't even know that this feature is there or, or maybe how to use it. So I'm excited to do that. I, I'm excited to be a, a little distraction away from the things that are going on in the world right now. That's all I want to say about that. Let's get on to it for something else for you to think about for the next, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour. We're going to start with April 2020 updates from Adobe. So it doesn't have to do with the topic I just talked about, but Adobe has released some updates to Lightroom and Photoshop here in April 2020. As I record this episode, about two or three days old is all for the releases. So of course, I cannot give my Photo Taco seal of approval for either of these updates just yet. I have the rule that it has to be at least a week for me to be able to see if there's any issues that people are encountering with updates. You never know. Even in dot releases, which these are, there's no major features. These are just like bug release updates. Even with that, you just don't know if there could be a problem. So I don't want to give these photo taco seals of approval yet for Photoshop 21.1.2 or Lightroom Classic 9.2.1. I really hope Adobe has finally fixed the release. The 21.1 release of Photoshop has been very problematic. Lots of crashing problems, lots of challenges with extensions, like my one of my favorites, Lumenzia, from my friend Greg, Brent, Greg Benz, easy for me to say, Boy, I'm really screwed it up today, huh? Anyway, they uh, it's it's got some problems and been buggy enough. I have definitely not given it my photo taco seal of approval, and I even rolled back for my own personal use, which I'm I'm really glad that's there. So uh, certainly you can give it a try. If what you're doing doesn't cause it to crash, then by all means, you know, go do it. It doesn't mean everyone is guaranteed to have problems. But if you rely on Photoshop and you don't want to mess around, <laughs> just stick with 21.0.x. Uh, I think it was 21.0.3 was the last version that I given my photo taco seal of approval on. Uh, Lightroom Classic, I have given my seal of approval for 9.2.0. It seemed good. Very few issues encountered by people with that update. And you have to have that version in order to be able to use the feature that I'm going to talk about in this episode. 9.2.1 is just some some minor bug fixes in some features that uh, haven't been a big deal to me. Uh, One of those, though, was in the import dialog. When you bring that up, it no longer selected all the images by default. They fixed that in this dot one update. Anyway, it does not yet have it because, again, it's been too newly released. But I fully expect that I'm going to be able to next week come on and say that 9.2.1 of Lightroom Classic is good to go and has the photo taco seal of approval. All right. With all that said, let's finally get into the main topic today. I want to talk about Lightroom Classic Raw Defaults. So it's a new feature that is in Lightroom Classic 9.2. So you have to have the version, the Creative Cloud subscribed version 9.2 that was released in February 2020 to have this feature available to you. If you shoot JPEG, 
this isn't going to matter at all. <laughs> you cannot, you can't create defaults like you can for raw files. I highly recommend you shoot raw whenever possible. I know there are some situations where JPEG really makes sense. And uh, in, in this case, you know, it's just a feature you can't really apply to JPEGs. But uh, certainly in those cases where JPEGs is what you want to shoot, then there's, there's plenty other things that Lightroom offers for you, just not this particular feature. All right, so raw defaults. It's the ability to tell Lightroom that you want to have a specific preset applied to the raw images automatically during import based on the camera that was used to create the images. So you've been able to apply some presets on import for a long time, and that would apply to JPEGs as well. You can, while you're importing, you can take the time on the right-hand side of the import dialog box, there's the ability to select a drop down there and choose that you are gonna do, uh, have Lightroom apply a preset. So that's been there for years and, and not a big deal. This just makes it so that you don't have to even think about it. You don't have to remember to go and select that dropdown to apply a preset. Um, there's some care to be taken with that, of course, because this means it's going to automatically apply. And if you are applying it, uh, some kind of settings in your preset that you end up not liking, um, and you may forget, like, why is it Lightroom is doing this to me? Every time I import my raw files, why is it automatically setting the slider to this value? it would be because of this, that you've gone through this. So just remember that you're kind of telling Lightroom you want it to automatically take care of this as you import raw files. The good thing is it can be specific to your camera, which if there's something you do with one camera differently than you do from another is a lot of flexibility. It's really cool that it can be by camera that these raw defaults will be applied. All right, so how do you do this? How do you uh, how do you make sure you go through this? First off, you have to define a preset. And if you've never done that before, it is pretty simple to be able to go and define a preset. Uh, I'm sure if you've used Lightroom much at all, or if you've spent any time uh, with video reviews or video tutorials, you have seen presets available from people. So they've done exactly what I'm just about to describe. And they've gone through and made some presets and they may even use them in their workflows, but then they often sell them. It's a good way for photographers to, uh, to be able to make a little money if they can produce presets that are valuable to other photographers. And uh, But it's, it's ridiculously simple <laughs> to, to go and create a preset. So what you do really is you, you start off by setting the sliders, and this is all kind of in the develop module. It doesn't really apply any other modules within Lightroom. It's just the develop module and all the stuff on the right-hand side that you're going to do with the various panels that are there and the sliders and checkboxes and, and the things that you have set there. So after you work on an image and you've gone through those sliders and you've set them a specific way, what you can do with a preset is save off all of the settings that you just set those sliders to and save them off into the, the preset. The preset is going to contain all of that information about what you set those sliders to. And then when you apply the preset, um, it's just going to, you know, set those sliders exactly the same way that, that you had them in your preset um, on a brand new image. So if you brought in an image and you selected the preset, boom, all the sliders that, uh, that you set, all of them that you chose to be part of the preset, I will now be set as you set them before. So it's kind of a, a bit of a shortcut, especially if you are 
repetitively doing the same slider settings all the time, then you creating a preset made a lot of sense. It was another step in your workflow you had to remember. And now with Lightroom Classic 9.2, you can have it kind of automatically be applied. So that's where the cool part about this is. I, to be honest, I haven't been a tremendous fan of presets for this reason. Like you had to remember it as an extra step. It wasn't always like my sliders are very, they're pretty uniquely set with every image that I edit. So there wasn't a ton of value in it. Uh, there is another advantage to presets, though, and that is you can kind of just float over them and, and sort of see, get a preview from Lightroom about what it will look like to have that preset applied. And that, that can be interesting if you have a bunch of different looks. And that's why you buy presets from other photographers, too. Then you get a whole bunch of different looks and styles that they've created via these presets. And you can get some like help. If you don't know what to do with an image, you can kind of float over these things and get an idea. Although I would personally recommend you use profiles if you if that's what you want over presets these days. Profiles, I think, is a better way to make that happen than presets. Anyway, this is not a whole discussion about presets. It's just a, a necessary step. To illustrate the process, I'm going to just kind of describe to you how you might choose one type of setting that could be helpful, especially for a raw default. Um, and that would be applying lens corrections in the form of the lens profile corrections and chromatic aberration. So in the develop module, towards the bottom there, you have in panels, you have lens corrections as one of the panels that is there. And you have in the panel under lens corrections, uh, two checkboxes that are there. And then there's some other things, but there's two checkboxes that are ultra simple. There's the one that says lens profile corrections and one that says chromatic aberration. And when you check those boxes, Lightroom is automatically going to make some adjustments based on the lens that was attached to your camera. Uh, the lens profile corrections will pro provide some kind of corrections for uh, some of the flaws or the, the things that happen, the optical challenges that the, a lens may have and uh, and make it so that you you get like a, a little bit better resulting image. I almost always find I like having that applied to my image. And so I'm always going and checking that box. And I, I mean, I, th I could have thought like, well, I should just make this an import preset because I'm often going through and just selecting this and, and doing it on the images. I should have thought of this earlier, but I didn't really think about it until I saw the feature about raw defaults and went and had to go figure out what it was. And, and now this makes a lot of sense to me. I really want these checkboxes checked as I import raw files on all my images and I don't have to think about it anymore. And now I can tell Lightroom to just apply this in a preset to all of my raw files when I bring them in. So um, you can create it. And I have, I have some images in the show notes that walk through this too, if you want to see that. I know a video would be even better, but I, I didn't create a video for this. So um, you can look in the, at the show notes to see some images. I, I have an example of apply lens corrections as a preset um, to, to create and, and some screen captures from that. Okay, so... You bring it up, and so here's the process. You bring up an image. You have to start with a, a raw image to be able to do this. And then you go in the develop module under the lens corrections, and you check those two checkboxes. Now you can, on the left-hand side of the develop module, so you don't have to leave the develop module, stay right there. On the left-hand side of the very top, you're going to see a panel that says presets. 
and you can just click the in the panel itself in the upper right of the panel of the presets panel is a plus sign if you just click on that and say create preset you get a new dialog box that comes up and you can you can provide a preset name you can define what group you want it to go into you can create your own group which is what photographers do when they go and build presets that they sell they create a, a group and then they sell that group and then you have a bunch of check boxes where you can choose which settings in the develop module that you currently have, you want to be part of this preset. So you have to do this combination, create the, or set the settings, how you want them in the develop module, how you want them to be in the preset, and then click that plus sign on the preset panel and choose that checkbox. So I have in my example image in the show notes, I've checked the lens corrections checkbox but I only have the lens profile corrections and chromatic aberration checkboxes checked under that group. And if you look at the image, it will make sense. Or if you're following along in Lightroom, that'll make sense. So that means only those two things, those two checkboxes are going to be part of the preset that I'm creating. If I hit the create button with only those two things selected, that's all that is going to be in the preset. And none of the rest of the sliders in the develop module will be part of this preset. And that's kind of what I want. I want these two checkboxes, but I really didn't want much else. Well, I'm going to talk about some other things that are potential things and things that I'm actually going to put into my own raw defaults. But um, just for the purposes of this example, let's say that's all you wanted in your raw defaults preset for your camera. You want for Lightroom to automatically enable the lens profile corrections checkbox and the chromatic aberration checkbox under the lens corrections panel in the develop module. It's a lot, a lot of words there. It might be hard to follow, but but that's that's the goal for our example about how to do this. And then that can expand and it'll make sense to apply anything else that is in there. I'm gonna give you a couple of suggestions on some other things that you might want to consider putting in there. Okay, so now that you have your preset created, now how do we go and actually say, tell Lightroom that we want this applied to every raw image we import from a specific camera? It's in a new section, a new place in the preferences of Lightroom. So this is not catalog specific. Preferences apply across all catalogs. And so, so you're going to go into, if you're in Windows, you go to Edit Preferences. If you're on a Mac, you go to Lightroom Classic Preferences. And a Preferences dialog box pops up. It defaults to General the first time you do it. It, it remembers what tab you're on the last time you open this up. So just make sure you're on the Presets tab. It should be the second tab over on the Preferences dialog box. And if you have Lightroom Classic 9.2, you're going to see something new. You're going to see um, that the new thing, there is a, there's an older feature. This is not updated where you, you could choose master and you could, you could choose um, with all images when you import what kind of preset is, is going to be used. Underneath that, there's a new checkbox and that's what was added in 9.2. It says use default specific to a camera model. So as soon as you check that, then uh, just below that, there's a couple of new dropdowns that get that become enabled. They're grayed out until you click that checkbox. When you click the checkbox, they become enabled, and now you can choose a drop-down list. You can choose from a number of cameras. 
Um, the list is populated based on Lightroom taking a look at all of your catalog, the current catalog that you have. And uh, so I guess the setting is somewhat catalog specific because it's the catalog you're working in. And then you, um, it's going to look and see, has, do we have a raw file from a camera? And then put that camera into the list. So every single camera that you've ever used and imported raw files from into your catalog is going to end up in that dropdown. If you have never shot raw from that camera, it won't show up in that list. So it's it's going to kind of look at your catalog and build a list of cameras based on the raw files that have been imported so far. That means that your camera will not show up there until you've imported at least one raw file into a catalog. So if you don't see your camera there, that's why and that's what you need to do to make it so that you can you can do this at all. Which makes sense because in order to build the preset, which is the thing you have to do first before you go into this preferences setting, uh, you, you have to have worked on a raw file anyway. Okay, so now we have that all done. So um, the camera, I'm, I'm in my example and screenshots in the show notes, I have the Canon EOS 80D. And I picked that as my camera that I want to apply a raw default to. Then you pick a preset. In there, there's a box just below the camera dropdown that's called default, and it will show all of the presets that you have. These could be presets you've purchased from other photographers. These could be presets from Adobe or the one that you just created, which is what I'm kind of recommending you do, um, will can show up there under user presets. So you choose that and you'll see in my screenshot, it says apply lens corrections is the brand new preset that I created where I had those two lens correction checkboxes from the develop module selected. And then you hit the create default button. And after you do that, on the right-hand side of this preferences dialog box, there's a grid that has camera model and default. And you have to hit create default so that it will, and then it will put your camera model and the default next to it in that grid. And the screenshot doesn't have it because I didn't hit create yet, but that's, that's how, you, until you do that, you hit create default. It doesn't do anything. Like if you picked your camera in the dropdown and you picked your um, preset in the default dropdown and you don't hit the create default button, you didn't actually make that mapping happen. Um, you also have to hit OK on the dialog box. So there's a few steps there. Make sure you do all those right. You should end up with a preview. Um, and you can see it in the next screenshot in the show notes, a preview where there's, or you should see your camera model and your preset there in the grid to the right of the dropdowns. It'll make sense if you go and look at the screenshots. Okay, the other cool thing just to mention briefly is if you happen to use two cameras that have the exact same make and model, and for some reason you want to uh, have different a different raw default by camera like maybe you have a specific lens that you keep on the camera and you've built a fully custom lens profile for that camera and you want to make sure that that gets applied correctly I, I don't know what the scenario there might be but they've at least thought through it and they've they you can get down to the uh serial number on the camera. So you, there's a little checkbox underneath the camera drop down that says show serial number. And you can then get specific down to the serial number of the camera and make it so that you apply presets to that specific camera by serial number. So kind of cool, I guess. I don't know 
I would think a preset is so specific to a, ca- a camera that, um, that that would be super useful to me, but it's there just to mention it. All right, so you hit the okay button. You now have the default created. And now every time I import a raw file from that camera, I, uh, Lightroom is automatically going to apply that preset to the raw file when I import, I don't have to remember on import to select that as an import preset. Um, I think it's kind of cool. Like I, I, I think this feature may help me because there are a few things that I do tend to set every single time uh, I import raw files. And so, so I, I'm excited about this. Um, some suggestions then, but what kinds of settings, what kinds of slider things might you want in that preset? I do think the lens corrections one is probably one that's there. I kind of wish that you could just say to Lightroom, do this by default, period, just like across all cameras, across all imports, because I, I really tend to want those two specific checkboxes enabled every file, every raw file for it. And I, I don't want to have to create a default raw preset for that. But anyway... Uh, that's one suggestion. That's one thing that I think uh, would be valuable as a raw default. Another suggestion I have, and something that I think is going to be in my raw defaults, is something called auto-toning. And if you're not super familiar with Lightroom, let me just describe very, very briefly what this is. In the develop module, in the basic panel, under the tone section of Lightroom, there is an auto button. It's in the upper right. It's not super big or super visible. So I have a a screenshot that kind of has a yellow outline of it so you can find it really easily. This is a a feature that when it was first introduced many years ago into Lightroom, auto was a very dumb kind of button. It, uh, It set your white point and black point for the image. It would like, you know, lower the the blacks and whites and highlights and shadows, it would set those sliders so that they were just barely not clipping, which was, it had some value for sure. Cause that's, that's a lot of what we're doing when we set those sliders is we want to get some true blacks and some true whites and, and increase, improve the contrast between the tones in the image by using these sliders. But it was not intelligent at all. It was purely like mathematical, just and applied it like exactly the same uh, mathematical algorithm to every single image. A a little bit ago, I don't know exactly what release, but a little bit ago, uh, Adobe enhanced this to be a little bit more uh, intelligent as it set these sliders. I wouldn't say it's artificial intelligence necessarily, but it's it's a more intelligent analysis. It's not um, applying exactly the same mathematical algorithm to every single image anymore. And I find it to be a really good starting point. I most always, almost always end up changing the sliders a little bit, but it's a good starting point and saves me just a tiny bit of time because I don't have to like just consider each one of them individually. I can sort of, you know, consider changing the values a little bit depending on what I'm looking at, but it's a really good starting point. So I find myself hitting that auto button a lot in Lightroom on my images. As I'm going to go and edit an image, I hit that auto button. Now I could set a preset to make that happen. And I wanted to walk through exactly, this is just a tiny bit different about how you tell Lightroom Classic to, to hit that auto button for you. Because if you, one way you could do this is you could absolutely pick it as you go to create a preset 
there is basic tone as a section of checkboxes that are available in the preset to, to use. So you have exposure, contrast, highlight, shadows, white clipping, black clipping. You have those settings there to be able to, to say that you want to use. But if you checked those settings, it's going to be the exact value of the slider that you had. If you say, for example, you set the highlights to minus 53 on your image, and when you create the preset, you checked the highlights checkbox so that the highlight slider will be part of the preset, it's now going to make sure that the highlight slider is set to minus 53 on every single image, regardless of like how bright or dark the image is. It's just going to set it to minus 53, period. And that's not really what you want. You kind of want it to be responsive to the overall exposure. If you have an image that's a little darker, you might not want to take the highlights down so much. If you have a really high, a really, really bright image where the highlights are very, very bright, you might even want it mo lowered more than minus 53. And so you kind of want, to, what you really want is to tell Lightroom, like you decide where these should be using your intelligence and that auto button is perfect for it. So you have to do this when you're creating the preset the first time. You cannot, it's not available to check this. Like if you want to go and update the slider, you, it, the preset, you can't use that. You have to do it when you create it, which is not a big deal. It's really easy to create, delete, change uh, presets. So as you're creating the preset the first time, there is a an auto settings section. And I have a screenshot of this in the show notes. If you just click on auto settings, you're going to notice that it's going to gray out the basic tone checkboxes and also a couple of checkboxes under color because those are the ones that are affected by that auto button in the basic panel of the develop module in Lightroom. So if you want to have auto settings automatically applied as you import your RAW files by your camera, this is a really good option to be able to make that happen. I'm kind of excited to, to be able to do that. Another one that I'm going to recommend you consider would be uh, sharpening. By default, Lightroom definitely applies some sharpening to images. You can get yourself into a little trouble here if you totally turn off sharpening, make your preset, and include the sharpening sliders, then you're overriding what kind of the default will be with Lightroom. It used to be that Lightroom set the sharpening amount to 25 automatically. I think lately it's 40. I think they've decided they need to do that. Anyway, it's it applies some sharpening by default, and, and you really have to, on raw images, apply some sharpening. Every single raw image, well, I shouldn't say every single, almost all raw images need it. And the reason I had to, to hedge a little there was there are some cameras that do not have some of the filters that affect sharpness. Most, almost every camera does, has a filter, a physical filter. So this isn't like a, a filter you're applying in post-processing. It's a physical filter that's in front of the sensor and it affects sharpness. And so to get that sharpness back, you have to, you have to use the sharpness slider. You have every single raw, well, not every, I just said that. Most raw files need it. And uh, Adobe Lightroom Classic knows that and will automatically apply some raw files to a lot of things. What it doesn't know is, or what it doesn't do is act the process called deconvolution sharpening. It's a massive word for a simple, simple kind of process. And I'll put a link in the show notes to Greg Benz has a tremendously good explanation about deconvolution sharpening. I also, we also did a podcast, a master photography podcast about deconvolution sharpening that I will link to in the show notes as well. 
And what it entails is changing the way that the other sliders in the sharpening panel of the detail panel, the sharpening section of the detail panel, that's how I should say it, how that is done. And uh, it's it's to putting radius all the way to the left, detail all the way to the right, masking all the way to the left. So there's a screenshot of how the sliders need to be set in the show notes for this to happen. This is different than what Lightroom is going to apply by default. And so now I think that would be a good idea because this is exactly how I do all of my images for global sharpening on the image as a, and, and then I can add local sharpening where I might need it or noise reduction where I might need it. Um, I do deconvolution sharpening and I set the sliders this way, very different from how Lightroom defaults them. And so again, I wish I had the ability to tell Lightroom, like I always want them set this way, but at least now I have a way to create a preset that has this information in it and apply it by default. So those are, those are the three things I thought of that, um, that I, that would be good to be able to do what you are going to decide is totally up to you. If there are sliders any slider that you are constantly setting to a value as you're editing, those are the candidates you should think of, I think. Those are the ones that you should do. Like, are you always adding a certain amount of texture? Are you always reducing clarity? Are you always uh, enhancing vibrance, adding vibrance, or whatever it is? If there's a slider where you are always setting it and you're always putting it to like the same setting across every image that you edit, that would be a good candidate of something that you were going to want to make sure is inside a preset and then go tell Lightroom Classic that you want it applied as a raw default for your camera and be able to have that work that way. So pretty cool little feature that um, that I wanted to make sure everyone was aware of. Now, one of the questions that I, th- I hope comes up in your mind, if you've been listening to the show for a while or if you've been listening to Photo Taco for a while, I had talked about a process you can use to significantly improve the performance of import process in Lightroom Classic, the import and culling process, how you choose your images that you're going to work on. It's notoriously slow for doing that in class Lightroom Classic. And it's because by default, Lightroom is set up to build a lot of previews. The smart previews and the um, the standard previews or one-to-one previews, those are set to be built when you import. And it takes a lot of time for that to happen. And until it's done, even though it happens in the background as you're trying to use Lightroom, until it's done, Lightroom is, is acts, behaves pretty slowly. And it's just a, a real challenge to, uh, to make that work. So a significantly better workflow is the embedded preview workflow that Adobe added to Lightroom. I think it was back in 2018 or so they added this Lightroom, this workflow that when followed and you have to do some specific steps in the import process to make this work, you can make things go significantly faster. It's way faster. The basic premise is you tell Lightroom to use the JPEGs that are embedded inside your raw files instead of building those previews. I'm not going to go through the details here. It's this not what this episode is about. But the question that I hope you were wondering, and if you weren't, this is the question you should ask. Does applying raw defaults impact the embedded preview workflow? Does it invalidate it so that um, you, you end up having Lightroom build the previews because you are presetting some of those sliders in the develop module rather than being able to do the the embedded preview workflow. 
Um, by the way, I'm working on a tutorial, a 30-minute tutorial to be able to do this. I ran into some technical issues. If you've been following me on Twitter or Facebook, um, you, you've known I run into those. But I hope I can very soon put a link in the show notes to a YouTube video that will walk you through step-by-step -step what you have to do for the embedded preview workflow process. Um, and I do have a podcast episode on the topic that I will make sure is in the show notes as this is released. So this is a process that is... Uh, you know, it's really valuable to use. And does using raw defaults invalidate that? I'm happy to say it does not. I tested this out. Uh, it was one of my concerns because I would give up using raw default. I would not use this if I couldn't use embedded preview workflow. That is how important that process is to me and how much time it reduces my import process. And I've tested it and it totally works as long as you do not go into the develop module. So as long as you do the import and then you go to the Lightroom module to look at your images and do your culling, use your grid view and loop view in the library module, you're fine. The embedded preview workflow still works. It's still going to use those JPEGs embedded in your images and significantly improve the performance of your import process, import and culling process. But the second you go to the develop module, it's going to build that preview. It's going to build the, uh, the standard preview at minimum. And if you go one-to-one, -one, it's going to build the one-to-one -one preview. So as soon as you do that, because you used raw defaults or any other presets, uh, Lightroom's going to say, wait, you've got adjustments in the develop module, and that means I need my previews, and so it's going to go build them. So you absolutely do not want to cull your images in the develop module. Even though you can, you absolutely do not want to if you want to use the embedded preview workflow and you want to use raw defaults. So that's, that is how I would uh, recommend that. And it's, it's good to, to know and that that's the test. Okay, so I've gone through some pretty complicated stuff. <laughs> you may have to listen a couple of times. You might want to sit down with Lightroom and listen to this while you can you know sit there with Lightroom and do it or check out the show notes for some of the screenshots too to help walk you through it. Um, I know it's a little complicated, so feel free to ask questions too. If, if you don't understand something that I, I mentioned in here, maybe I have other podcast episodes I can point you to that I didn't mention. Uh, I'm happy to help. You can do that in the Facebook group. And we'll remind you about that. You can go to Facebook and just search for Master Photography Podcast or you can hit the link in the show notes. So it'll take you there. You do have to ask to join the group. We want to keep the spammers and the bots out of there. So you have to name, you have to answer some questions. You have to name a host on the network. So it can be any of the five hosts that have been on here for today. That's Jeff. You can just put Jeff in that, that question and we'll let you in. If you do not answer that question, we do not let you in. We want to make sure it's listeners only that is in that community. And it's really made sure that the community has uh, high quality. We very rarely have to remove anyone from the community for poor behavior because they are good listeners of the show. And it's, it's a nice, positive community that we'd love to have you be there. I also want to remind you that as you are hearing this episode, if you're hearing it as it's released here on uh, April 16th, you have three days left for the photo contest. We've been talking about this for a month now. And so you get uh, you could be a lucky winner of some mentoring or editing sessions with any of the five hosts. We are all going to give that away to a random entrant 
into the contest. We wanted to make sure everyone participated. We wanted to encourage you all to like shoot in spite of whatever conditions there are in the world for you right now. We wanted you to encourage you to shoot, get those creative juices flowing. And any we're going to give random people, anyone who enters the contest is, is entered to win as a random selection for those prizes. Uh, you do have to follow some rules. So you have to have taken the image between uh, March 19th and April 19th. You have to share that image to a Flickr group. That's a, a, a link in the show notes, but it's flickr.com slash groups slash MP contest. And you have to tag it with creative juices. If it's not tagged with creative juices, then I won't accept the image into the group. And you have to be a little patient. Um, we had, I want to make sure this is coming from listeners. So we had, we put that, we, we were asking for that tag for that. And it means we have to have manual, um, approval of the images to go into the group. And so um, we don't do that, you know, but like once or twice a day, <laughs> when I think about it, I go in and do it. So if you don't see your image immediately in the group after you've, you've shared it, just wait a day or two and then uh, and then we'll make sure to go and, uh, and go through the, and approve images that properly have all of this in there. You can only share one image per day into the Flickr group, so that's going to limit your submissions a little bit. Uh, and please keep those images safe for work. We want this to be something that makes everyone feel comfortable, and that means they need to be images safe for work. You all know what that means. Okay, so that is it for this show. I want to remind you, masterphotographypodcast.com is the home for the show notes. If you just go to that UR, that address, masterphotographypodcast.com, you can see a button that says show notes, and you'll see all of the show notes for recent episodes right there. Uh, Instagram for this show is at masterphotographypodcast. We'd love to have you tag us on some of your images that you're proud of so that we can see them and, and uh, share them too. And you can find my work over at jsharmanphotos.com. Um, and my other podcast, phototacopodcast.com. I'm going to be talking a little more about embedded workflow in the podcast for April. So you be sure to check that out. There's some, some rules I want to make sure everyone knows of that I don't think I've mentioned before. Stuff that I've tested out. I don't think it's changed really. It's just stuff I wasn't really, I hadn't really noticed. And, uh, and now with uh, raw defaults, it will be something I make sure I mention in more detail there. Plus, I will have that YouTube training video that you're going to want to see. And that's going to be highly published over at phototacopodcast.com. You can see my Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook stuff in the show notes. I will have the links to all of that. Thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate all of you. We sure hope all of you uh, the, had the best of circumstances given the times that we're in. We hope everyone can stay safe and we'll see you again in another seven days. 